0: Welcome to the podcast. Big news today. Joe Biden. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. uh, The seemingly the Democratic candidate for president of the United States. uh, Finally got asked uh, after 35 days of an accusation of sexual assault. Was finally asked in the media. And honestly, you got to give Mika some credit. She actually pushed him pretty hard on this stuff. We'll get into that today kind of as it's happening. The comparison between uh, Joe Biden and Brett Kavanaugh spend been some differences, I've noticed. Also, Bill O'Reilly is on. Uh, Bill was on fire today. He he is really fired up about this. Um, and he goes on about not only the uh, the Biden situation, but also the media handling of it. We get into that. Pat Gray joins us as well. And Thomas Massey about our food supply. Are we going to be able to get the food that we need? He's got a plan to try to make sure that that actually happens. And we talk about how this weekend in Texas, we can go out to dinner. It's crazy. Uh, That's going to be coming up on today's podcast. Make sure you subscribe and rate and review this podcast. Also search for Stew Does America. There's a podcast for free every day that you can get of my show as well. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to get all the shows, all the best conservative content from Mark Levin to Stephen Crowder uh, to my show, Pat's show, Glenn's show, everything all together in one place. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn to get 30 bucks off. It's BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Here's the podcast. You're
1: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: Did I say hello, America? It's Friday. (sighs) Joe Biden um, apparently has finally addressed uh, the Tara Reid issue after, what, 35 days without anyone asking him uh, to uh, explain himself? Uh, 35 days. In fact, when when yesterday, when the press was going, was was talking about this, they went after Donald Trump somehow. They made it about Donald Trump. So he's finally come under uh, under enough pressure because the Uber left. And I will say this about the Uber left. They actually believe in something. I mean, Elon Omar believes in something. You know, it's the destruction of America, but she does fully believe it and she's willing to do it where most of the Democratic Party is. And I'm talking about the leadership. They just don't care. I mean, they're just in it for the money or the power or to win. Um, They're not actually diehard and they'll do anything to win. So the Uber left has started to come out and say, "Uh, excuse me. And they're turning on the press first and that's why you're seeing now the press and the Washington Post did an editorial yesterday and then uh, uh, the New York Times did an editorial like they've been covering this and been demanding answers. Nobody's asked him. But now they're like, this is getting ridiculous. He's got to answer for this. Uh, And so he did. And here's what he said on MSNBC just a few minutes ago.
3: And please, uh, to our viewers, please excuse the graphic nature of this, but I want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about. She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid?
4: No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened.
5: I, you know, I really expected him to say, ah, yeah, dang it, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that question. You got me. You got me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I did penetrate her with my, yeah, I did. Dang it. Ah, why did you have to ask? I've been doing so well for 35 days. Yes. Ah, why did you ask me that? (laughs) ah you forced me into it i wish i didn't have to say it but i do yes yes i did (sighs) (laughs) I
2: strangely feel but I strangely feel better now I do I feel better (laughs) now that I've got it off my chest you know what I brought in in fact I I brought in a a notebook I've got this little black notebook of all the people that I've penetrated with my fingers uh and I just I just like to just uh, it's strangely uh it yeah. uh starts yeah. with alan specter uh arlen <laughs> specter is yes. uh, arlen yeah. specter is in this and uh it was in i the don't Senate Senate remember it but, but uh yeah
5: <laughs> <laughs> in fact jill jill can you come on in here i got some things to admit to you uh come on in let me yeah. tell you about
0: this stuff i would not put any of this which past. is joe biden by the way this can no, actually I happen i know
2: <laughs> At this point, yes. he is, and everybody would be looking at the, you know, in his rec room, looking at him like, what are you doing? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm supposed to it the other way. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was, he'd have absolutely no idea. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm not surprised by the response, but I am surprised that he seemed to know uh, who he was talking to, <laughs> yes. what he was talking about. Right. You know his name, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, the fact that he even was a senator, do we have we have more of this? I know this just broke, and uh, so we are trying to get I just but just give me the raw audio. Uh, Martin, if you're in the control room, if you can just give me the raw audio, I'd just like to play the whole thing because apparently Mika did hold his feet to the fire uh, a little bit, uh, And you know she was very very somber. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to, and it, you'll you'll notice there wasn't a man on the screen, well, except for Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> but there wasn't a man on the screen. Um, you know, they this was this is yeah. a big moment for Mika. It's a big moment, and and I think she is. Uh, I think she is. She do you think she's one of these people on the left that actually believes in stump something? Hmm. Uh... No, um, but no. I, I think she is um, not. Uh, we should ask her that question because I'm sure she'd come out and go. Yeah, no, I actually no, I don't. You me, I was hoping you I, would ask me that question. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I strangely feel better now. Yeah, I mean,
0: does she stand for something? Remember her behavior during the 2016 election? She was J- Donald Trump's best friend when yeah. she didn't think he was going to win. She was all over him. Yeah. Um, and then when he, all of a right. sudden he started winning, like, oh, I'm very mad. And and I'm going to stop going to Mar-a-Lago every weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, she stands for nothing. But I wouldn't say that. that is right. She I forgot is, about. That. She is one of those people where I could see her uh, realizing that this is not going well, and not trying to sink or, or trying to put him on put his feet to the fire here. Because I mean, look, if you're a Democrat, this is all going to happen. Like whether you let it happen now or you let it happen in October uh, on a debate stage. He, Donald, uh, Joe Biden's going to be pressed on all of this stuff. So you might as well test him now and see if he can get through this. Because if you mm-hmm. give, if you push him now and he falls apart and crumbles, there's a chance you can replace him. You can go another direction. You let this sit and let him take the nomination. You're going to have to deal with it in October. It's going to be a disaster. Which is
5: so probably yesterday, why they're finally I are dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. Uh, yesterday, I was, uh, I was asked to speak uh, online to uh, the Clear Channel or, or iHeartRadio uh, programmers from radio stations all across the country. And um, the, the last question I was asked uh, was kind of just a you know fun question, I think, uh, which was, uh, any predictions on what's coming? And I said, yeah, I don't think Joe Biden's going to be the guy. I don't think he's going to uh, I don't think he's going to be the guy that they're actually running against Donald Trump. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, uh, he was a placeholder. He was like the unnamed Democrat that everyone was for because they didn't like anybody else. And they're like, yeah, now now they're coming up to it. A guy who is totally in bed with China. Totally. Imbe- Anything you thought about him with Ukraine? Oh, it's a thousand times worse with China. I mean, nobody's talking about it now, but if he's the candidate, all of this stuff is going to be everywhere. I mean, remember, he's the guy who said, look, you know, their one child policy uh, in China. I mean, you know, it's not American, but I understand it and I think it works for them. I mean, he is just... He is yeah. in the pocket of China. Um, and now, this, everybody's going to get to the convention and go, come on, guys, we're not serious, right? I mean, listen to him. He's, if he had, if he wasn't going senile, and I don't say that with glee, and I don't, because we're all going to be there, and I don't, I don't, I don't find any joy in saying that somebody who is even. A guy I completely disagree with all the time. A guy who has served his whole life uh, and and had a decent image, Mm -hmm. uh, if you will, for a politician is now. Let me just put it this way. I've told my children as I've watched them and I've said this seriously. If your father ever starts to sound and look like that, you must come and tell me, dad, it's time. It's time to go. I feel bad for Joe Biden on that. Mm -hmm. But if you are looking to pick a president of the United States, are you kidding me? You you have to believe the Democrats are going to come to the convention and go, come on, guys. Do you remember? We can't have him.
5: You remember what they were saying about uh, Ronald Reagan in 1984 during the election? You can't reelect this guy. He's senile. And he wasn't even showing any signs
2: yet. I mean, it was only. No, he was a he. He in 1984 it wasn't until what 1991 or something it was late yeah it was 90 91-ish in there somewhere where he really where they finally announced it where Uh, they finally announced it and he still had good years ahead of him yeah you know he wasn't sounding like uh like joe biden is now and i'm not saying that joe biden has alzheimer's i just think he's going into you know his very Uh, a difficult twilight years where he's not processing. This guy cannot be president of the United States. And I think even the Democrats will understand that by the time we get to August. Which brings me to this. I know Michelle Obama says she doesn't want to run for president. She doesn't want to be president. But if someone offered the Obamas a chance to go back to the White House and you don't have to even run. Michelle, you'll win if it's it, it's September. You just have to remain standing mm-hmm. until November. And it's yours. And your husband's already done it. I I just uh, who in who that actually believes something <clears throat> and is already in politics who doesn't say I'll seriously consider that. I don't have to actually do the campaigning. I just have to walk in and the office is pretty much mine. Mm. It's pretty tempting. That's it. It's very tempting. Terrifying scenario too. <laughs> Oh, she'd win. Scenario. <laughs> she would absolutely win.
5: I, I think she, she would. would. I, you know, yeah, she I, would, uh, man, I she mean, would. she would come in as the favorite. I mean,
0: her polling would look for really sure. nice at the beginning of it. I She's mean, got
5: like 80% approval right now. Right.
0: If but you in a campaign, are. You've got to
2: deal with Donald Trump, uh, given pressuring yeah, you for it, a month tougher. and a half, it would be tough. Uh, It's a, a black woman. <laughs> He'd look like a bully. They would, I mean, they Mm. would just smear him. And, you know, that may not stick to him. Yeah, what else can they do? Um, But it would be, it would not be an easy thing. And she probably would not go out and do very much. You know, yeah. and like no during, during would, his election,
0: no one would push her on anything. I mean, like, at least Hillary, oh, a, no. you know, like they she was a bad, really bad, unlikable candidate. And she was at least pressed occasionally by the media. She could have, I mean, Obama would have, a, you know, a,
2: a easy if you think Joe, if you think Joe Biden is untouchable with the press, I mean, Michelle Obama could have inserted her entire body into Tara <laughs> Reed and they would never ask. Uh, that is the uh, worst visual uh, I've ever i ever contemplated. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did insert myself. Uh, shoes and all. Handbag, too. I had a big handbag. Anyway. The best of the Glenn Beck Program. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, who has got a cute little podcast. I remember when I remember when podcasts were like, oh, and he's got a podcast. Now, podcasters are disrupting everything, and Bill is part of that. Welcome to the program, Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillO'Reilly.com. Thank you, Beck. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you bet. You bet. I want to start with uh, a couple of clips In case you haven't heard them yet i'm sure you have but let me play them for the audience a couple of clips from uh joe biden about an hour ago on msnbc addressing tara reed listen
3: and please uh to our viewers please excuse the graphic nature of this but i want to make sure that there is no question as to what we're talking about She says in 1993, Mr. Vice President, that you pinned her against the wall and reached under her clothing and penetrated her with your fingers. Would you please go on the record with the American people? Did you sexually assault Tara Reid?
4: No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened. And it didn't. It never happened. Okay.
2: Okay. So he he unequivocally uh denies it but then he's pressed with some questions and maybe it's his growing um you know senility um but he didn't handle it well uh, I want you to hear uh here's cut 2
3: The first is no, about no, your it. University of Delaware records Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen?
4: Because, look the fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches i've made positions i've taken interviews that, that that i did overseas with people all of those things relating to my job and the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while i was running for public office they could be wow. really taken out of context their papers are position papers they are documents that existed and and uh, that that when i for example when i go when i met with putin or when i met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm-hmm. this time I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so the National Archives is the only oh, wow. place there would be anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm-hmm. at the University.
3: So uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reed in those records and if so I'm absolutely sure why not why not approve a search of her name in those records?
4: Prove a search of her name
3: yes and reveal I'm anything not, that might be related to tara reed in the university of delaware records
4: there is nothing they wouldn't they're, they're not there and if they had if it's a, i i i you know i don't understand what's the point you're trying to make
2: holy cow let's just stop there and let's talk to uh, uh bill o'reilly about this um bill what, what are your what are your initial thoughts
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff there, so let's just do the fact-based thing. Biden doesn't know what the search question was. He doesn't understand what that was.
2: All right, Correct. I agree. Which is Uh, not, hang on just a second, which is not helpful, which is not helpful for, I mean, he said, you know, George Bush just saw a scanner at a supermarket, which was not true, but that was used against him. This is somebody not understanding that you can search records for a name. I mean, that's know that. incredible. Yeah. That,
1: that woman's name would be in his archives are a thousand and one. Yeah, um, that would even if it even if the name uh, or any document was there is gone now. Um, so I'm not putting any credence into that. The reason he doesn't want the Delaware records made public is because today is the anniversary of bin Laden's takedown. He was the only member of the Obama cabinet to object to that Navy SEAL raid. That's why he doesn't want that open. A lot of people have forgotten about that. Wow. All right, and you did too, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did. I did.
1: All right, that's why you have me on here, Beck. Um, That's why he doesn't want that. All right? It's the kickbacks that... (laughs) The overall oh, <laughs> denial, mm. all right, I have no idea, but I can tell you that in the past, Vice President Biden has convicted many men of heinous things, denying all of them due process. So this I is agree. karma. That's
2: what So, this is. <clears throat> Bill, I would imagine that you are taking the same stance that I'm taking, which is The standard that anyone is being judged on is so absolutely insane and um, and really un-American. You just can't try these things and convict people in the court of public opinion. I mean, you're just destroying lives. I can't. It's been going
1: on. It's been going on. almost.
2: Oh, I know that. I know that. But I I think it's important to point out to the left and to not to the left because they don't care to the average Democrat. We're against it when it's Joe Biden. We're against it when it's Joe Biden. It's not right to try people like this. Uh, If you have facts, then bring the facts forward. But we can't just judge people on he said, she said,
1: look, The worst here is Nancy Pelosi, who had the gall to say yesterday that there was no record of a filing against Joe Biden, that the story changed, that all of what she has heard doesn't stack up. The same thing was in play with Blasey Ford and Kavanaugh. And yeah. Pelosi convicted Kavanaugh. Exactly the same thing.
2: No, no, I disagree with you. I, I disagree with you. There was much, much less with Kavanaugh. Okay, let, let much me get less. Specific
1: about Pelosi. Dang. Pelosi said there was no initial filing of complaint. Okay? It's, there's no record of it. There was no record of any filing of a complaint with Kavanaugh. All right? The woman's Tara Reed story has changed. So did Blasey Ford's story. Yet in Tara Reed's case, she dismisses, Pelosi dismisses Reed, but supported Blasey Ford for exactly the same presentation. Exactly. I, I, I can't tell you, I said I'm on BillO'Reilly.com. It used to be I thought Nancy Pelosi was misguided. Now I believe she's evil. She is an evil person. Wow. In a position of tremendous responsibility in this country.
5: Wow. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: Thomas Massey. (laughs) Thomas Massey. Sure it's not quite as sexy when you say Thomas Massey, uh, yeah. but he's with us. Uh, Representative Congressman Thomas Massey from Kentucky. There's a couple of things I want to talk to him about. One, he had the greatest tweet of all time yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, if no one goes into Congress uh, to vote on bills, who's writing the bills? I love that question. Uh, but first, I want to talk about the um, uh, the Prime Act uh, Thomas Massey has been on the food shortage thing uh, early, 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 and on the meat shortage, and there is an answer for this. And we should all be looking to this, not just for today, but also in the future. Welcome to the program, Thomas Massey. How are you?
6: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Glenn.
2: You bet. You sound good. You sound good. You sound like you're either on a super confidential spy phone or you've you've updated something in your home
6: (laughs) we've got a Comrex system the last time i talked to you you asked if i was at chernobyl because the line was so bad (laughs)
2: that's
6: right you shamed me you shamed me into buying a
2: real system Uh, all right good good i'm glad to have you okay so uh congressman talk to me about the primac first tell people what they should expect in their grocery stores
6: soon Well, you're going to see shortages, and these aren't going to be temporary shortages. You're you're being assured in the news that the factories that process this meat will open right back up, and there'll be no problems. But here's the real problem. They're aborting piglets right now. They're causing the sows to abort. And so the animals that would be going into the pipeline that would be showing up in your supermarket in a couple months aren't being born. So it's not just a problem at the processor now. The farmers are responding rationally to their concerns mm-hmm. that the that they'll have to euthanize more hogs. By the way, there are slaughter ready hogs that are being euthanized, shot, destroyed, yep. and, and buried. The same with
2: same with cattle, if it's not happening on a mass scale, it it probably will be happening on a mass scale, uh to where they're just the chickens, cattle, they can't process them. Uh, And so they have to kill them and bury them. Uh, And it's
6: this is not good. That's right. It's already uh, it happened a few weeks ago with chickens. It's happening with hogs this week. We've got more leeway, a lot more leeway in the cattle market. Uh, By the way, I raise cattle. I have 60 head of cattle. I took two of them to a processing facility yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, Rookie. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so I took two to the processing facility yesterday. And uh, where I where I saw something I've never seen before, there were dairy cattle being hauled to the processing facility for beef. Wow! And so, wow. Because you know, whenever they take a, a cows out of the dairy production and turn them into beef, that also has a long term effect. And that, but mm-hmm. that's just farmers responding rationally to what they're seeing, which is prices. You know, when you saw the price of oil going negative, we're yeah. We're there with slaughter-ready hogs um, in in certain circumstances. There are these processing facilities that are canceling their contracts, claiming act of God, you know, to the farmers. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, I saw this coming. I was on your show, like you said, weeks ago. I know. Talking about this. When I saw the milk being poured out, I said, you know mm-hmm. what? They're going to be pouring out animals, too. And it's one thing. Okay. So, yeah. Go ahead go ahead it's one thing to to watch milk being poured out because everybody spilled a glass of milk it's another thing to see a thousand pigs piled up in a pile that are going to be wasted
2: so Thomas this is really something I mean this happened in the great Depression um, and the government was actually paying for people to to, to destroy animals uh, that way they could drive the price up and it was it was a nightmare and It happened in the Soviet Union as well. And it it leads to famine in countries that are not as sophisticated as ours. Um, And it's going to we're going to have famine all around the world, all around the world. Um, And the United States, Brazil and Canada are we provide 60 percent of the meat for the rest of the world. Um, When we when we look at these these slaughterhouses or processing plants. The problem is, is that you can go down to the processing plant and you can have your cattle, uh, uh, you know, butchered the same with me. I do it. I do it locally because I eat my own uh, beef. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we we can do that. But you can't have a local processing plant, which are great, um, actually provide that meat at the grocery store which is what we should be doing. It should be local. I mean, that's, every environmentalist should be all over this.
6: That's absolutely right. Keep things local. That's absolutely yeah. right. Do you realize 80% of our meat supply is processed by four different companies? And one of them is owned by the Chinese and the other is owned by Brazil. And those. Are, so what we've done is we've made our supply line very brittle We've relied on foreign investment to process the meat that our farmers are growing before it can get to the consumers. Why would we do this?
2: Uh, I mean, Brazil is one thing, but China is another. Can we stop selling things to the Chinese?
6: God help <laughs> I, us. I think we should, and you and you put your finger on the solution, Glenn. There are still thousands of small mom and pop American owned. There's not a single foreign investment di- dime, you know, right. in these little mom and pop shops where you take your cattle and I take my cattle. But the USDA has regulated them out of the market because what they require is that you have a full time. Uh, employee of the USDA at your facility. You have to give them an office and all this other stuff. Your drains and your floors have to be a certain size. And all these rules, you know, they may be appropriate when you invite the Chinese into your country to process your food for you. But what they've done is they've kept the small guys from being able to produce meat and selling it in the supermarket. So you're going to have you're going to have the ironic situation. It's already happening where uh, in Iowa, for instance, you have farmers slaughtering hogs, and then at the supermarket, there's a shortage of pork just a few miles away. Correct. While right. there's a processor, a local guy who you know can do your deer if you shoot one, if you shoot a deer, or you right. can do your cattle if you're just selling it to your friends and family, and they have ownership in the cow. And so what I've, I've recognized is five years ago, Glenn, and I introduced a bill called the PRIME Act. And everything's a ridiculous acronym in Washington, D.C. So I was compelled to come up mm-hmm. with an acronym that makes PRIME the word PRIME. And don't laugh, but it stands for Processor Revival, Intrastate Meat Exemption. Mm. What it. And, at the mm. time, I was like, well, who would ever care about reviving the processors? Well, the processors are shutting down. And so I think right now, this week, people understand we need to revive the processing, and it's going to become more acute when you go to the supermarket. It's going to be like Soviet Russia. You're going to go to buy chicken wings, and they're going to say, sorry, no chicken wings. Take a pound of chuck roast. And and so we right. won't we won't have famine here. Because what will happen before that happens is we'll be importing meat. The poor countries will realize, you know what, we can, we can eat beans and rice and we'll sell our beef to the Americans. Yeah. And that's already starting to happen. We're getting meat from like Africa or somewhere. And we can stop all this that's nonsense. That's crazy. If that we would cr- pass the crazy. Prime Act. Here's what it does. It's real simple. It says, if you've got a, a farmer... And a processor and a grocery store and a consumer who are all in the same state, as long as we're not crossing state lines with this transaction, as long as everybody is abiding by state laws and state regulations in that transaction, then the USDA can't put a farmer in jail for selling a hamburger to somebody. This
2: will never You know this as well as I do, Thomas. This turns the Commerce Act back on its head, back on the way that it should be. Yes. They in the the Great Depression, they turned it upside down. This would turn it right side up. And the federal government will never, never give in to that.
6: Never. There there are two groups that are opposing this. Obviously, the lobbyists in D.C. that represent the big meat packers. Okay, yeah, that's one big group. But the, but also, which is uh,
2: a, a, a it's corrupt. The meat industry is absolutely
6: corrupt. It, and and some of these organizations are disguised as farming organizations that are supposed to yeah, represent farmers, but they're yeah. actually financed by the processors. Right. And um, I can tell you, they they flip. The, the table on the farmer when they get to Washington, D.C., and they act like they're representing the farmer, but it's all about the meat processor. This is right. why they got rid of country of origin labeling on beef and pork five years ago. It, and, and you mm-hmm. had the farmers who were against getting rid of the country of origin labeling. If you're an American farmer, you want your stuff labeled in the supermarket. right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a meat processor, you, you'd be just as happy to get that animal from Mexico, grind it up, Put the USD able a D A yep. label on it and sell it in the supermarket and have people think it was made in USA.
2: Okay, um, Thomas, let me ask you this question: uh, Are you introducing this bill again?
6: Yes, in fact, I yeah, introduced okay. it last May. We've I mm-hmm. had uh, before this week. I had twenty four co sponsors. Six of them are Democrats, and this week alone, I've picked up eight co sponsors because people. Are calling their congressman and they're saying, "What's your solution?" And if you don't have a solution, sponsor the Prime Act.
2: Boy, call your congressman then and tell them to do the Prime Act. Tell them to do this because this this changes so much, so much. If this change actually is passed, uh, this would change a lot of regulation. This is there could be nothing better. That could happen. This is profound change if they would pass this. Uh, So call your congressman and tell them to do the prime act. And they may not even understand. They may not even, you know, they'll they'll pass anything. I mean, they're not even there. Um, But if this is brought up, this would be really good. Really good. And I'll Um, I'll tell you why it's good. It
6: can't be temporary. It can't be temporary. This is not an emergency thing just for this virus. Yeah, this gets the meat processing back in the hands of Americans. And and people, the small mom and pops, they will invest. They'll hire more people. They'll expand their production, and instead of everything going across one bridge, we'll have a hundred or a thousand bridges between the farmer and the table.
2: That's the way. I mean, you redundancy, 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 to get this program on the air, there is there are three lines that are running um on this program right now one of them is is being used to bring my voice to you but two others are redundant we have an uplink that takes this thing in new york in in uh, denver and also los angeles you you redundancy if it's something important you have redundancy we don't anymore and it's wrong and that's the one thing we should take from this